The bell, which had seemed straight ahead, was now sounding from the side. Our own whistle was blowing hoarsely, and from time to time the sound of other whistles came to us from out of the fog. "'That's a ferryboat of some sort,' the newcomer said, indicating a whistle off to the right. "'And there, do you hear that? Blown by mouth. Some scow schooner, most likely. Better watch out, Mr. Schooner Man. Ah, I thought so. Now hell's a-poppin' for somebody.' The unseen ferryboat was blowing blast after blast, and the mouth-blown horn was tooting in terror-stricken fashion. "'And now they're paying their respects to each other and trying to get clear,' the red-faced man went on, as the hurried whistling ceased. His face was shining, his eyes flashing with excitement, as he translated into articulate language the speech of the horns and sirens. "'That's a steam siren a-going it over there to the left. And you hear that fellow with a frog in his throat?' A steam schooner as near as I can judge, crawling in from the heads against the tide. A shrill little whistle, piping as if gone mad, came from directly ahead and from very near at hand. Gongs sounded on the Martinez. Our paddle wheels stopped, their pulsing beat died away, and then they started again. The shrill little whistle, like the chirping of a cricket amid the cries of great beasts, shot through the fog from more to the side, and swiftly grew fainter and fainter. I looked to my companion for enlightenment. "'One of them daredevil launches,' he said. "'I almost wish we'd sunk him, the little rip. They're the cause of more trouble, and what good are they? Any jackass gets aboard one and runs it from hell to breakfast, blowing his whistle to beat the band, and telling the rest of the world to look out for him because he's coming and can't look out for himself. Because he's coming. And you got to look out, too. Right of way, common decency, they don't know the meaning of it.' I felt quite amused at his unwarranted collar, and while he stumped indignantly up and down, I felt a dwelling upon the romance of the fog. And romantic it certainly was, the fog like the grey shadow of infinite mystery, brooding over the whirling speck of earth, and men, mere motes of light and sparkle, cursed with an insane relish for work, riding their steeds of wood and steel through the heart of the mystery, groping their way blindly through the unseen, and clamoring and clanging and confident speech, the while their hearts are heavy with incertitude and fear. The voice of my companion brought me back to myself with a laugh. I too had been groping and floundering, the while I thought I rode clear-eyed through the mystery. "'Hello, somebody coming our way,' he was saying. "'And do you hear that? He's coming fast, walking right along. Guess he don't hear us yet. Wind's in wrong direction.' The fresh breeze was blowing right down upon us, and I could hear the whistle plainly, off to one side and a little ahead. Ferryboat? I asked. He nodded, then added, Or he wouldn't be keeping up such a clip. He gave a short chuckle. They're getting anxious up there. I glanced up. The captain had thrust his head and shoulders out of the pilot house, and was staring intently into the fog, as though by sheer force of will he could penetrate it. His face was anxious, as was the face of my companion, who had stumped over to the rail and was gazing with a like intentness in the direction of the invisible danger. Then everything happened, and with inconceivable rapidity. The fog seemed to break away as though split by a wedge, and the bow of a steamboat emerged, trailing fog wreaths on either side, like seaweed on the snout of Leviathan. I could see the pilot house and a white-bearded man leaning partly out of it on his elbows, He was clad in a blue uniform, and I remember noting how trim and quiet he was. His quietness, under the circumstances, was terrible. 
He accepted destiny, marched hand in hand with it, and coolly measured the stroke. As he leaned there, he ran a calm and speculative eye over us, as though to determine the precise point of the collision, and took no notice whatever when our pilot, white with rage, shouted, Now you've done it! On looking back, I realized that the remark was too obvious to make rejoinder necessary. Grab hold of something and hang on, the red-faced man said to me. All his bluster had gone, and he seemed to have caught the contagion of preternatural calm. And listen to the women scream, he said grimly, almost bitterly, I thought, as though he had been through the experience before. The vessels came together before I could follow his advice. We must have struck squarely amidships, for I saw nothing, the strange steamboat having passed beyond my line of vision. The Martinez heeled over sharply, and there was a crashing and rending of timber. I was thrown flat on the wet deck.